everybody welcome back to the program the mondo show here on the voice of the prophets network the pto network airing live all over america listen last year i got so many letters and so many emails from you and messages on social media that you're enjoying the show you're watching the show you're enjoying the guests that are coming on the show well stay tuned because on today's program i have an influencer but more than that, a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love people that use social media to preach the gospel. It separates them from the rest. Amen? <laughs> You're going to get me preaching already, and we're just starting the program. But I want to thank you for tuning in every Monday to watch this program and to hear your messages. It's unbelievable to me that God would use something as simple as television to go into your home or your living room. And many of you are watching the program on the Voice of the Prophets Network app, which is free, by the way. You can download it right now and catch the program on the go. But I want to tell you something. It's been a delightfulness for me to understand that God can use a broken person, a person that society said, lock them up, throw the key away. And God said, no, wait a minute. I'm going to pick up that key and I'm going to switch it on and turn him on into changing the world for my namesake. And here I am, a next gang member from East LA, California, that the world said he's no good. My homeboy said he's no good, yet God had a plan for me. And I believe that God has a plan for you wherever you are, whatever you're going through, whatever your circumstance is, God wants to use your life to influence the culture, to influence the inner circle that you're in right now, because your testimony has the power to change lives. And on today's program, stay tuned, because I'm going to be talking to my special guest about we are built different. Oh, my God. Listen, day one on this devotional got me already because we are built different. Ooh, I shouldn't be shouting on television. I need to come down for a moment. But I'm a little bit excited because we are built different. We don't think the same. At least we're not supposed to think the same. We're not, we're not supposed to be carrying the same baggage. We're built different to think different, to speak differently, to influence people differently. And I want you to know something that before the program is over, I know God is going to change your mind about social media. And a lot of people are like, I don't know if I should stay on. I don't know. Listen, if you're using it for the bad, then of course, get off of it. Don't, don't even bother with it. But if God has called you to influence the public square, which is social media space today, God is going to give you a vision and God is going to give you a message to use it for the kingdom of God. I'm not even going to try to pretend I know how to pronounce my special guest's last name. I can hardly even mention my own name, let alone try to figure out how to pronounce my special guest's last name but his first name is Gabe. He has written a 90 days to becoming an all God wants you to be. The book, the devotional is titled Built Different. My special guest in 2020 started preaching the gospel on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram to an audience that quickly grew to millions. Preaching the gospel would change people's lives. I want you to welcome my special guest, Gabe. I'm going to call him Gabe P. How you doing, sir? 
Oh, sir, thank you so much <laughs> for letting me join. And I'm doing fabulous. And it's, I know I don't blame you at all. Uh, no one has ever been able to pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> it's pronounced Perot. <laughs> Perot, like Ross Perot, but not spelled. Yes. All right. Listen, <laughs> take me back to the incident that really began to change everything. You had an incident, an incident with skateboarding. What happened? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll just get right into it. So a little more than a year ago. I had this thing that most people know as an electric skateboard is called a boosted board. And uh, for me, it boosted me to a three-week coma. Ooh. I was riding on the street and hit a bump and landed just on my head. Uh, and I went completely out. I uh, wasn't wearing a helmet. Um, and for the next roughly two to three weeks, I was in a coma. Um, the hospital was talking about me in past tense. And uh, it was the most insane thing. They were even saying that I was either going to die or be a vegetable. And But if it weren't for the goodness of God, I now stand before you today. Uh, when I woke up from the coma, not only did I just completely recover, I was even pain-free and uh, went on to completely recover, got all my memory back. Um, and I stand here now in this place in a much more healed and recovered life than ever before. And I'm so thankful for the goodness and mercy of God that he had for me in that time. Listen, this is so powerful because I, I think about what happened to Damar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills and something that should have been a tragedy, it turned into a miracle. And it seemed like the whole world stopped and prayed, yet the gospel is being you know, shown around the world. And with your circumstance, it really changed everything about you. It's almost like it prepared you to what you're doing today. How much was prayer, in, the importance of prayer, was so vital in understanding what was happening to you in the process of coming out of this coma? Ever since I've come back, I've seen prayer completely different. Because in that moment when you have no natural hope, in that moment where the doctors don't really have the best solution for you and the, and the, the friends don't really know the right uh, physical therapy place to go to and, and you're just in a cloud of confusion, the prayer of the word of God is the answer from the start. And uh, I, I really came to such an understanding of how much more real spiritual things are than the earth we live in, than the body we physically have. Listen, I, this is amazing to me because God will always use a mess and turn it into your message. And if you're having and or you're going through a mess in your life right now that doesn't make sense, understand that most of the time God will turn that mess into a message. But what you do with it depends on your yes with God. And I believe, Gabe, that the moment you understood what the message was, you began to say yes to God and started entering a realm that many people are calling dangerous because social media is a dangerous place if you don't understand what the message and the origin of what social media has been created for. Yet, here you are, a man that understands the scriptures. That, that, that's what caught my attention. You're a man that understands prayer. You're a man that understands the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of prayer, the power of God. I mean, we can go down the list. But what, what you do with all that and wrap it into a message that has gone viral, what, what, what prompts you to use social media 
as a platform to engage with the user to be able to share your experience. Absolutely. You know, sir, we are living in such a different time than ever before. I grew up going to uh, middle school and high school public schools, and it was so infiltrated with so, so much confusion. And actually, back in that day, when I was in school, I actually wasn't on social media at all. I deleted it from my phone. I would run from anything in the you know, the public sphere. And fast forward to, uh, I was in Bible college when COVID hit. And all of a sudden, I, at the time, I was living such a busy life, you know, going to college and work and then home and studying. And, but I, there was something deep down on the inside of me that said, something's missing with my generation. Why, something is so broken. This message of the gospel hasn't reached my generation like it can. And, but anyways, fast forward, COVID hit, and I was laid off from my job. Uh, school shut down. I was like, I had nothing to do sitting home in my apartment. I was like, wow. Uh, and so I, just this thing came up inside of me. I need to start a, a, a online social media way to reach my generation. And um, it, it re honestly, it just through prayer, also talking with my friends, and it just came up inside of me to take out my little uh, iPhone SE. You know, it's funny. I still have it somewhere in my house. But this is a little <laughs> iPhone SE. I, it just came up inside me to take it out and start preaching the gospel in a way that my generation can understand. What, that, that you have knowledge of how to do this, that you know, okay, this step one, step two, step three, or you just went for it? I absolutely didn't know anything of what I was doing. Um, I, I, I used to actually make fun of anyone in media or social <laughs> media or just any of the influencers or creators, you know, or the the Instagrammers, I used to think it was the stupidest thing ever. And uh, I was like, man, they're crazy and weird, and I'm never going to do that. And uh, God in heaven was just laughing and laughing off. That's so funny. This is why you wrote Never Say Never inside of this devotional. <laughs> yeah. Listen, let's talk about this, because you're bold. Your message is bold. You deal with today's issues in the culture. I got to say this. You're dealing with real issues that the church is afraid to yep. talk about from their pulpits. Here you have millions of people listening to you, thousands of people going through social media, and they stop and listen to this crazy preacher, whether it be on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. What gave you the ability to say, you know what, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this from... The Bible view, right? Because I want to give you a headline, and I want you to give me your comments on this because I'm afraid that the church, the leadership in the church, the pastors in the church are becoming so weak. Ooh, I'm about to make some enemies here, but it's all right. Thousands, this is the headline. Thousands of pastors have become leaders of a movement away from God towards narcissism. Culture is leading the church. The survey that Barna Group is putting out is saying that a thousand Christian pastors across seven major groupings of denominations reveal that only 30% of clergy have a biblical worldview. What, what do you think of that? Wow. You know, I think there's two things going on. Pastors have both had an opportunity to lead culture, and that was a long time ago that they did not take. And now culture is almost leading the church, like you said. And the reason why pastors have become this way is because they're afraid of the tithe money. They're, they're afraid of the opinion of their congregation. 
rather than giving their congregation the truth according to the word of God. But to be honest with you, I'm not surprised at all. Ooh. Wow. Why, why aren't you surprised? Well, this is something that I've witnessed. I mean, a couple things. I grew up going to a school where 90 public schools, 95% of the students around me um, were completely everything anti-Bible. Even if they were Christian, they were anti-Bible. Um, in fact, some of them would even be so anti-Bible and then say, oh, yeah, but I'm a Christian. <laughs> it's, it's the most um, unorthodox and just it's the most opposite way of thinking. But I'm not surprised at all because we are living in one of the most privileged and entitled countries, and yet at the same time, it's one of the most broken and dark countries. I'm not surprised. Listen, what you do on social media and the videos that you put out, you're dealing with moral truth. You're dealing with the morality of this nation and, and the culture today. I'm surprised. Let me give you another number, uh, and let's talk about this, because I love the fact that you're dealing with these issues morally, through a biblical perspective, because today the church and pastors and, and parishioners and followers of, of these ministers really are getting a watered-down gospel. And the research that Barna put out says 39% of evangelical pastors reject that there is absolute moral truth and instead contend that each individual must determine their own truth. <sighs> what do we make of that? Wow. You know, I'll tell you, in the, in the last days when we stand before God's throne, there's no such thing as, as, as the heaven and hell that is the creation of each person, that is the creation of their mind and their feelings. No, there is, there is the heaven and the hell, and then there is the God. No, we can't make up God. We can't make up what is right and wrong. We can't form an image of God in our own mind and expect that to be true. Um, we're pandering to people's feelings. We're pandering to people's short-term dopamine fixes instead of their long-term eternity. When did you know? When was that moment that you realized, wait a minute, this is not just some funny video I'm putting out. This is not just some, some commentary I'm doing and, and showing pictures and images behind me. When was that moment you realized there's something here and I have to be able to cultivate this? Yeah. So when I first started out social media, I actually did, I was making little, you know, funny Christian videos, but I, I found I was like, I wanted more of the gospel to be spread. And so I took out my phone I, and I filmed, my first video was where that, that went viral was where I filmed. I said this, I said, no one goes to hell because they sinned. And I said, the reason why people go to hell is because they deny the free gift of salvation that saved them from their sin. And, and even Jesus said that in John 3, 17, he says, if you're condemned, it, you're condemned because you denied the only son of God. And so anyways, I made this video and I told people, I said, listen, no matter how bad of a person or how good of a person you think you are, if you receive Jesus Christ today, heaven is yours. And so I made it. And sure enough, I wake up the next day and it, I think it had like 1.1 million views uh, reaching the whole world on TikTok. And that was when I really realized that people are hungry for truth. Truth that sometimes, many times, the church doesn't even want to talk about. How are we going to win the next generation, Gabe? How are we going to lead them to the cross if we're not dealing with the issue of the cross? We're not dealing with the issue of the blood. We're not dealing with the issue of repentance. We're not dealing with the, the issue of come to the altar and confess your sin. I mean, that's what changed my life from being an ex-gang member to where I am today. And yet... 
all those are seem to be issues that we don't want to talk about in the church, yet we're finding the research telling us the numbers that don't lie. How are we going to win this generation for the gospel? Yeah, I would say two words, authenticity and power. Uh, my generation, we've grown up with phones in our hand ever since we were six years old. We, we know what an advertisement is and we know what real is. Uh, we know what is a show and we know what is just a personal one-on-one -on -one connection. And a lot of my generation has been turned off to church because we've witnessed too many times that Christianity has become this one day a week religion of show and, and uh, just a bunch of trying to make people feel good and, and just trying to make people think about something instead of the life-changing power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so um, if we can be authentic and you know, if we could bring the full power of the gospel, the miraculous signs and wonders, the moves of Holy Spirit, uh, if we can actually welcome Holy Spirit into our churches again and into our places of influence, that's how I believe my generation will really come around. You wrote Built Different, a 90-day to becoming all God wants you to be. I want you to get this devotional today. It's not your normal devotional. I can tell you that. It's not going to be boring. I mean, the first day, the first you talk about, you, you mentioned built different. I mean, let's talk about this because today in Christianity, unless you're built differently, you're not going to stand out, right? And, and I love what you wrote in the back of the book. Ain't nobody got time for boring Christianity. <laughs> that alone tells you you're built different, man. You're thinking differently. You're not wanting to move the same way that 30, 40 years ago the church was moving into. So let's talk about this. How are we built different? How are we supposed to understand that we're not supposed to be living like the world, yet confessing that I'm a Christian? How are we built different? Absolutely. Well, first of all, we need to come to an understanding of who our DNA is in Christ. You know, in the first uh, de devotional here in this book, I talk about Bronny James. And to anybody that doesn't know, Bronny James is the son of LeBron James, right? Yeah. And this, this man, when he woke up as a one-year-old, <laughs> was instantly better at basketball than many of us will ever be. <laughs> Why? Because here he has his father. Here he has his father's blood. He has his father's um, creative ability to get the ball in the hoop. But here's the thing that I want to really get across. If Bronny James grew up in a family, let's just say he never knew that LeBron James was his dad. Let's just say he never knew even about the sport of basketball. Do we think he would be an NBA uh, future all-star? Do we think he would even, right now he has very high prospects uh, going into college. He's got a lot of recruitment, a lot of attention on him. Do we think he would have any of those things if he never knew about who he was? No, he wouldn't. And so this devotional, it, the, it, the way that we are going to be built different for this life we live in is by coming to an understanding of the DNA that God has given us so that we can walk in that life. You write about don't be a cringe Christian. What do you mean by that? Absolutely. You know, in, in our life, this, this walk with God, this personal Yahweh and best friend, Jesus Christ that we have, we're not called to talk about him and think about him like he's some like weird god or religion that we need to like enforce upon other people and then they make other people feel worse off for themselves and then make other people feel like we're some type of just different than them. Instead, we need to introduce Jesus as a friend. 
And, you know, when you have an awesome friend, you don't introduce other people to him in a cringe way, in a way that just makes them feel separate. Instead, you introduce him in a very applicable way, in a very uh, modern way. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, there's so many things. There, there's a lot of cringe, even like our Christianese talk that we have, you know, uh, telling other friends like, oh, do you, do you want to come to the Lord and Savior? Let me read you this three-minute prayer. And then, and then just maybe you can understand about my, my, my personal interrelational spiritual walk. Like that's just – people don't get that. Like <laughs> that's just weird. I want to I do this, and I want to give you the stage in the next three, four minutes to really minister on this. Day 89, your sin is not who you are. And the reason why I want you to minister on that is because a lot of people in today's culture is identifying with their sin, meaning they're using their sin as an identity instead of being freed from their sin and, and, and understanding that your sin is not what identifies you. Identity politics, identity this, identity that. Now you have an identity culture issue that is the battlefield of where we are today, that if, if you don't deal with your self-identity, then you're not going to be a part of this and you're going to be canceled. Yet you write about your sin. It's not who you are. Yet we carry that guilt. We carry that shame and we use it almost like a badge of honor. I believe what you write is so crucial to where we are right now but I want you to minister to us for about three minutes on why your sin is not who you are. And then I want you to lead us into prayer of salvation. I believe that's the key. I believe this is the reason why this network is being raised. I believe the reason why this program, I'm doing it because I want to cast the net out and start bringing people in and start dealing with some of these issues that we're afraid to deal with in the church, in the pulpit, because we got to keep an identity for our givers to keep sowing the seed so we can keep building in a youth room and have pizza parties and have roller skate parties. Listen, it's going to take more than a pizza party to get people back into the kingdom of heaven. And I want you to understand something. Listen to the next few minutes about your sin is not who you are. Take it away. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you why your sin is not who you are. Because of this, 2,000 years ago, there was a man who was fully God, yet he chose to come down from heaven. And when he was on that cross, he did not die as the perfect, uh, he, he did not just take on himself perfect righteousness. No, actually, he was the perfect righteousness of God. He was the perfect man, the only perfect man. Yet in that moment on the cross, he chose to become your very sin, your very feeling that you keep struggling with every single night, your very uh, overburdenedness of all the guilt and shame and condemnation, Jesus Christ completely paid that price. He completely became everything you've ever been ashamed of. And, you know, I have this little AirPod case and, and pens right here. And if it's the great substitution, if this AirPod case represents the righteousness of God and God's goodness, it's everything that Jesus was. And this represents all your sin and guilt and shame. When Jesus Christ was on that cross, it was the greatest trade ever. He took his righteousness and handed it out. And he became your sin and your guilt and your shame. Here's the amazing thing, though, is when he died and rose again, he buried that shame in the ground. And now he holds in his hand his very righteousness for you. And you that are watching, you feel like you can't take this because you're not good enough, because you haven't gone to church enough times, because you just haven't said all the right things and haven't done all the right things. Listen to this scripture, Romans 8, verse 1. Now the case is closed. 
there remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus. And this is the good news that I bring to you. This life, the answers to your questions, it's not about how good you are because Jesus Christ didn't die on the cross in the first place for someone good. He died on the cross in the first place for someone exactly in your place. And in we, who we are in Christ now is not rooted in our works, in our actions. It's rooted in the finished work of the cross. And to anyone that is watching right now, I just want to bring you this good news that there is no longer any condemnation in Christ Jesus. You are not your feeling. Your identity is not found in even your actions and your feelings and what other people have said about you or what your past says about you. Your identity is found in the blood of Christ. You say, Gabe, my sin is too big. Gabe, my sin, I just, oh, I can't get over it. Guess what's thicker than your sin? The blood of Christ. And this grace that I'm teaching you about is not the grace that will just um, let you keep living freely in sin and keep struggling. This is the grace that sets you free from that sin. This is the grace that sets you free from that shame and condemnation. And uh, wherever you are watching this episode right now, you know, the, the Bible is a, is a complete living, active word of God. Jesus Christ is with you right now wherever you are. And if you choose to open up your hand and receive his love today, he sets you free. And wherever you are, just pray these words after me, these words of life, these words of opening the door to your heart. Say this after me. Father God, right now, I choose to receive your finished work. Jesus, I believe you died and paid the full price of my sin. Jesus, I receive you. Jesus, you are my best friend. I give you everything. Thank you for forgiving me and washing me. I am now your righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Wow. Built different, a 90-day devotional to becoming all God wants you to be. Be encouraged to know that God is building a remnant to not be ashamed of the gospel in these days that we're in right now. I've got to go. Gabe, thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. Thank you for your boldness. Thank you for stepping out and creating a, a message out of the mess that you have gone through. You, you're an encouragement. And I got to tell you that uh, I, I appreciate you, man. I, I'm sincerely telling you this. We need more of you. And thank you for being a pillar of light in the midst of darkness. And thank you for being built different, man. You encouraged me today. And I love watching your videos. I continue to follow you and keep up with you. Come back anytime, my brother. Thanks for having me. What a blessing and what an environment that you've created. Oh, uh, really reaching people with this good news. Let's do it together. And remember this, no matter what you're going through, keep the faith. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. I got to read you this one scripture before I go. I love the scriptures. First Corinthians says, for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. That word is for you. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. I got to go. But remember this, no matter what you're going through, keep the faith. It's going to be all right. I'll see you next time. Get the book. Bye-bye.
want to thank you for watching today. Remember, your support and your prayers are helping me broadcast this program on the Voice of the Prophets Network. Become a PTL Club member today. $30 a month will help me reach more people for the kingdom of heaven. Write me today. Go to the website. Stand with me as we reach many people for the kingdom of God. Remember this. Keep the faith. It's going to be all right. Bye-bye.